Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Lumos. Welcome back to Shell Cottage Radio. I'm your host, Ezra, a.k.a. Bill, also known as your friendly tech wizard, former captain of the Hufflepuff Quidditch team, the Flannel Wizard, yours truly, me. Please welcome your lovely design witch, the fascination of fourth year, and my wonderful co-host and yours, Lottie, a.k.a. Fleur. Hiya, schön, dass ihr da seid. Willkommen zurück to our little cottage on the outskirts of Tenworth. Wow, you're weaving in some German for us so I can learn German. Exactly. Phrase by phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, this is the seventh episode of Shell Cottage Radio, in which we will discuss the definition of a beast according to Newt's commander and how that definition changed over the years. Plus, we are also going to take a closer look at the chillin, as they play a huge role in the new movie, The Secrets of Dumbledore. But before we get started... Wie geht's dir, sweetie? Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I'm I'm gut. Uh, sehr gut. Um, how do you say thirsty? Thirsty. Durstig? Durstig. Durstig? Durstig. Yeah. Ich habe Durst. Ich habe Durst. Yeah. Yeah, I'm a little thirsty. So, yeah. I'm drinking my Wasser. That's good. Yeah, my there water. you go. Mm-hmm. I'm just, uh, I'm drinking some homemade cold brew. Nice. Uh, with some coconut cream. So, yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's almost like a summer day today. Yes, it is. It's really warm outside. Really nice. You can hear the birds chirping. The yeah. wind chimes. Like the sun outside. is shining. It's great. It's actually great. And, um, yeah, we went out and got groceries today, and it was just a beautiful day, you know? Yep, just a chill Sunday today. And yeah. it's only, what, five more weeks until the summer break. Yeah, thank goodness. Thank goodness. Uh, we, we're kind of grinding away, trying to do a lot more content and different things. And, you know, we've just got, like, trying to hit all of our, our goals and everything and trying to get more workouts in, you know, content creation in, um, eating our salads, yep. you know. Or tacos. Or tacos. Tacos <laughs> have been great. Those are delicious. Yeah. So, no, I am. I'm doing wonderful. Um, happy to be talking about this again. We haven't we haven't recorded since uh, Universal. So, right. yeah, and I was down there dealing, reeling with a, a little bit of a, you know, a headache actually, even in that episode. Yeah. You know, I was I was good. I mean, I'm good now. But uh, I remember I was excited just to talk about the secrets of Dumbledore, and uh, I was that was wild. That was like a, a blur of a trip, wasn't it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> so just a blur. So. Bill and Fleur, Fleur oh. trip, you know. Uh, so, so it's good. It's good to be back here. Here talking about the secrets of Dumbledore, continuing our conversation with Fantastic Beasts, and really getting into um, the creatures and whatnot. That's gonna be good. And the chilling, yeah. chilling's cool. I like the chilling. I know you're a fan. Yeah, big time. So, how are you doing, sweetie? 
I'm good. Like I said, it's a nice day outside. Finally, summer is just around the corner. Well, it's still you know, spring just started weather wise in Ohio, but now it's actually really nice to just go outside without a jacket on. And I switched from hot coffee to cold. Yeah. That, that says something about the temperature. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which is good because it was like winter for a while, you know? It was like actually yeah. winter and like snowing and sleeting clear up into April, so. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> which is wild. No, yeah, that definitely affects my mood and yeah. makes me happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me too. Me too, which is good. I got I got my first mowing, right? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah. That was cool. That was great. It was cool to watch you. <laughs> yeah, I got I to gotta work on my form. Apparently, um, I don't know, we, we dropped the mower off at my dad's after we were done, and there's a huge oil spill. Um, I don't know. It's just broke. Something happened. Uh-huh. It's the first mill. He actually mowed with it first, so I don't feel too bad. Like, he mowed the field, and then I mowed his yard, so. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But the yeah, mower's broke. Got to fix it. That kind of, I actually like mowing. I know, it's you therapy- love it. It's therapeutic. I was, you always talked about it when we were, like, a year ago. We were on the phone every day, and you're yeah. like, gotta mow, gotta mow. Yep. You know? Yeah. I listen <laughs> to audiobooks and just music, and you just get fired up, daydream, think about stuff. It's real just, you know, once, you, once you've once you mowed a yard, you kind of know the pattern and what you want to do with it, so. Right. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> so. All right. Awesome. All right, sweetie. Um, yeah, let's start just with the quote quiz that I picked out for you today okay all right I, I haven't looked at it yet i have no idea what it is i always like to hear it first from you okay and then i'll give it a good old guess yeah i'm, I'm actually pretty curious if you're um if you know who that's uh who said that so mm-hmm. here we go we're all human aren't we every human life is worth the same and worth saving hmm. we're all human aren't we every human life is worth the same and worth saving oh boy i'm either thinking dumbledore i'm thinking ron i'm thinking hermione harry <laughs> you gotta go through oh, every character yeah. now <laughs> oh yeah they're all of them uh, i don't i don't think We're the bloody baron said that <laughs> not sure uh, i'm gonna be here for a while i think let me think yeah uh, I am going to, hmm, it's a conversation about human. We're all human, aren't we? Every human life is worth the same and worth saving. Dumbledore? No. Ron? No. Harry? No. Hermione? No. I didn't mention any <laughs> of the right ones. No. Darn it. Wow, I, I think that's the first time you don't know who, didn't get who it. said it. Yep. Who is it? Um... Does it help you if I say it's from chapter 22 of the Deathly Hallows? Mm-hmm. And Ron, Hermione, and Harry hear it on Potter Watch. Oh, wow. So, like Lee Jordan? No. Okay. Kingsley Sheckled. Whoa. Yeah, Kingsley said that. Um, and the full quote is, I'd say that it's one short step from wizards first to pure bloods first, then to Death Eaters. We're all human, aren't we? Every human life is worth the same and worth saving. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Let's go, Kingsley. <laughs> yeah, I, like I love it. I love Kingsley, and it really fits um today's topic of the definition of beasts and beings and mm-hmm. how it changed, and it's still not perfect. 
Right. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Cool. Yeah, it's great. Uh, okay, so um, let me think here. Yeah, I mean, uh, on our own Potter watch, what what do we have for, for yeah. this week? Hang on. Well, let's look at our uh, Dumbledore news, if you will. Oh, boy. Welcome back to Potter Watch. Here we go. Uh, basically, the secrets of Dumbledore news is such that there's just really a lot of... Uh, it's really not... There's there's a bunch of news out there that's kind of negative that I don't really want to talk about as much. Um, you know, there's, there's again, yeah. like the... There's an additional, like, Ezra Miller arrest, like a second yeah. one that happened. Which, which is kind of crazy, so I feel like that's just not cool. Um, don't really know where it's going to go in terms of um, his employment, you know? In, yeah. in, like in, in future productions, there's, there was, like I guess, an emergency meeting uh, with like Warner Brothers mm-hmm. and stuff to talk about The Flash and to talk about um, Ezra Miller continuing on and, and things like uh, oh, The Fantastic Beast. You know, the big, the big question, too, is just based upon the box office uh let's see yeah i think they said like there's there's a let me see it's called the bad guys and sonic 2 uh completely take over the box office almost like the week after fantastic beast is out so they kind of bury fantastic not not doing very well no (laughs) no um i remember didn't they wasn't that the plan to just release it on scre- streaming screaming services? So screaming <laughs> services. Whoa. Howlers, yeah. Yeah. No, uh, streaming services. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, th- I know uh, that it's going to come out. And I, some people think that the numbers are affected because uh, it's one of those things that if you wait long enough, it's going to be out for you know fairly soon on HBO mm-hmm. Max. So it's like, okay, yeah. you might be sitting there thinking, I'm just going to wait until it comes out and watch it. Right? Is there a release date for HBO Max? Uh, there might be. Uh, you can Google that uh, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. The yeah, but the bad guys. Sonic Two came out, and it, you know those were I don't know that I guess they're, I guess they're pretty big movies. I they're not movies I would have thought would have taken over the box office and and stolen the top spot from Fantastic Beast. So I feel like there's there's some people out there saying this might be the final movie. You know that the Fantastic Beast Three Secrets of Dumbledore might be the final movie in this arc, and maybe they do something like um. Kind of what Disney is doing, which which is a straight to the streaming service mm-hmm. like series and, yeah. and by bypass the box box office stuff, perhaps. Well, on Google it says um, that the Secrets of Dumbledore material is going to be released uh, on HBO Max forty five days from the theatrical premiere on May thirty. Huh. May thirtieth, so that's when it's coming out. Okay. okay. Which would be okay. Yeah, May thirty. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that's not too long. I mean, how long did we wait back in the days for for the DVD to come out after the movie? Oh, I felt like it was a lot longer than a that. A lot longer, or the TV yeah. version, yeah. Yeah, like it was yeah, in like maybe for a six while. months later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So forty five days so later, you know. Yeah, a lot of them. They're just driving people to their 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 service, their platform. They want people to go to HBO Max and get on there and right. uh, subscribe. And there's tons of other stuff on there as well. So right. So we may have to go back May 30 and the following month and, and look at the numbers of HBO Max watches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So just interesting. They say it is, it's also a weird thing where they, they released it, you know, um, 
I don't know. I don't know how they all the metrics work or whatever, but they released it early in the UK, right, and stuff, and then they right, released it yeah. here. Right, so yeah. It was such a I weird thing. I think they're thing. still comparing <laughs> it to our own, bo- you know, box office here. It's just, yeah, just all the news articles are saying it's 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 um, it's lower than we expected, and mm. so not good. But yeah, I'm looking forward to coming out on HBO Max. I want to see it again. Actually, I think I'd oh I'd yeah be able to kind of glean too. a few more things <laughs> uh, from it. I thought it was a good right. movie. I liked it actually. So. Yeah. I mean, are there things that, that didn't make sense or things that kind of could be adjusted or whatever? Yeah. Um, are there things that maybe from the first two movies they were trying to fix or trying to knee-jerk react to? You know, kind of like react to some of the pushback from the second movie. I also think, too, the crazy thing is like the Johnny Depp trial is going on right now yeah. while this movie came out. You know, so people were like caught up in all of that wanting it to be Johnny Depp and not, you know, Mads Mikkelsen. And it just has a lot of uh, baggage and drama kind of hanging around it, which sucks yeah. <laughs> because it's a really good movie. Uh, it's really good. And I, I think yeah. I think it did it did its job, but it feels like it, they made it feel like at the end it was over. You know, you, you could almost see it as this is the last film or it's or like they left it either way. It's going to be done yeah. or they're going to continue on with something else. Yeah. And do they keep the same title, Fantastic Beasts? You know, right, that? that's a big discussion, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, just some of the uh, highlights there. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, in weeks moving forward, we're going to get into, like, just some of the video games or some of the stuff that's going to be coming out, uh, keeping track of, of those things, which are a little bit yes. more fun. Because, yeah, it's just been kind of a dark uh, <laughs> cloud there in Potter Watch, which I don't really like, and I'm not yeah. a fan of, of all that stuff, so... When is Hogwarts yeah. Legacy coming out? I think it's supposed to be in oh, looks so winter good. time or uh, what's like late, late 20 platforms. Late 2022? Holiday 2022. So yeah. yeah, around Christmas. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. It That'd looks cool. so good. And sweetie, I'm every day I think about playing Harry Potter and the Sorcerers or the um, philo- Philosopher's Stone Yeah. back in the day at the as a computer game. Oh yeah, the, the it was PC my game. Favorite game. Yeah. And I, l- I just want to play it again. It's so cool. I love it. I wish I could figure out how to <laughs> get it to work for you. To be honest yeah, with you, we will. Uh, if anybody has any tips or tricks on how to make that happen, let us know because. Please. Or like even an emulator. We don't really need to. I don't know if that's legal or not. <laughs> but if it is legally uh, emulated somewhere, yeah, I'm let sure us know. Sure, it is not. But yeah, I don't know. It's just how are you supposed to play it? I know. I know. It wouldn't work on modern laptops and computers, right? No. Yeah. So. But, yeah, it was one of my favorite games, and I really need to play it again. Yeah. That's why I'm so excited for Hogwarts Legacy, because it looks a lot like it, and if not better. I mean, yeah, quality is a lot better, and you can apparently just walk around anywhere, be your own character, be in your own house, not mm-hmm. just play Harry or Hermione or Ron, yeah, but yeah. just be your own hero, which is cool. That's cool. But yeah, um, since Fantastic Beasts is still a big topic uh, these days, I I really want to talk about beasts, and it, I always was trying to figure out where where's the line and what kind of creatures are, you know, considered equal, or are any of them equal to wizards? Not really, which we find out in the seri- Harry Potter main series, mm-hmm. which is really sad, and um. So that's why I thought it was interesting to read. Um, it's from taken from Newt Scamander's book, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, okay. uh, in the foreword. And it gives us a 
well, a description of how the definition of a beast and distinction from beings uh, evolved throughout the years. Um, I have no idea uh, what <laughs> any of this is, so I'm actually yeah. here to learn today. It, it's really cool, and it, there's some really cool like little details that I want to share with you guys. S- uh, he begins to describe basically the following three different examples of magical creatures. And remember, this is also a school book, so if you're... I don't know if he intended to address students or just mm-hmm. the general public, um, yeah. but he describes the three different examples. So the first one is a werewolf who spends most of its time as a human, right? Um, and super interesting. It says whether wizard or muggle. So oh. that means muggles can technically become werewolves too. Okay, let's go. According to his, I mean, why would he add that if that was not the case? So I think, yeah, muggles can be werewolves. Um, but once a month, they turn into a wild creature with no human conscience, really. Hmm. Um, can I just, oh, can I just question? interject yes. real quick uh-huh. there? So a werewolf, I just want to remind everyone uh, that in Twilight, Jacob is not technically <laughs> oh. a werewolf. Sorry, sweetie. Wow. So <laughs> I'm losing it right now. Uh, we you were, definitely want to go check oh out the gosh. YouTube version for that. <laughs> we, 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 we were watching... Uh, twilight earlier and uh, i saw saw jacob pop on there and i thought okay you know actually funny i saw a meme today somebody said when i say i'm team jacob oh yeah yeah, yeah. i saw that yeah, yeah. that was on MuggleNet. i yeah. saw that too it's hilarious <laughs> it <was great. las> that's hilarious yeah but shout out cool. to to jacob uh who was it was more of a, what do they call them skin changers or something like that i don't know what they were in the twilight series they were different they weren't yeah. werewolves yeah they were like i can't remember yeah, but, but they're cool yeah i mean we <laughs> we actually are really big twilight fans and we like you said we just watched it for as we were eating dinner and i mean if you guys want us to cover the twilight books at some point we would be more than happy to yeah more than happy i I actually people might think i'm joking about that i am the one who suggested that we read the books again i was like we should probably read it i love the books when we were in costa rica we read is it midnight sun we listened to the audiobook yep Yep. edward's uh perspective yeah, oh, I remember oh. when we were driving to the volcano, cool. we had to go around yeah. that whole lake. Yes. And we listened to it. It was pretty cool. It was really cool. Yeah. yeah we should do that more often. Just go on drives and, and yeah. listen to an audiobook. It's great. I mean, five weeks until the summer, sweetie. Yeah. Okay. Uh, werewolves, yeah. Uh, second example, centaurs. Centaurs? Is that how you centaurs? say it? Centaurs? Centaurs? Yeah. Okay, centaurs that are extremely intelligent yet live in a non-human-like way in the wild without housing or clothing and apart from wizards and muggles. And then the third one, trolls, which bear human-like appearance yet are, and I quote, less intelligent than the dullest unicorn and possess no magical powers um, on their own or in their own right except for unnatural strength. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so old fashioned troll strength. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, we all remember the troll from the first movie. <laughs> Where was he at? He was in the dungeon. In the dungeon. Yeah. Okay. Troll in the dungeon. Just don't forget right. it. Right. Yeah. Check out our TikTok. I posted a pic, uh, uh, a video, of, of trolls dancing and tattoos. Oh yeah. Uh, in the Wizarding World. Yeah. In Orlando yeah, to uh, BTS butter. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway, so <laughs> now the question is, which of the creatures mentioned above can be classified as so-called being, meaning 
worthy of legal rights and a voice in the governance of the magical world and which should be classified as beasts. So so the above was, were creatures, werewolf, centaur, and a troll. Well, that's what I'm going to talk about now. Okay. He just basically gives you the three examples and to sh- kind of show you and raise the question, how do you classify them? Because how would you classify a werewolf right now if you, d- you don't know anything about the definition? What Would you classify them as beings or beasts? Uh, beings. Hmm. I would say beings. Yeah. Because they can, you know, I don't know. Like they're sometimes human, I guess, right? I don't know. Right. That's and that's the question. Talk to us. The, yeah. There's some gray areas, and um, there were some first early attempts of such classifications that were pretty flat and not very well thought through. So in the 14th century, Burdock Muldoon, he's the chief of the Wizards Council, which is an earlier version of the Ministry of Magic. And I quote, decreed that any member of the magical community that walked on two legs would henceforth be granted the status of being. All others remain beasts. What do you think Whoa, about that? Oh, but the centaurs were not <laughs> happy with that. Nope. Right? Sweetie, this is such a terrible definition. And to me, just a lazy attempt, really. Uh, yeah, yeah lazy. We, we have to come up with a definition. I don't know. Like, we walk on two legs. and That's what I'm saying. Centaurs probably yeah. remembered that. Mm-hmm. They were like, uh, yeah. hey, that's a joke, right? Right. Um, I mean, that definition would technically even exclude witches and wizards that have lost a leg or have a disability that doesn't allow them to walk. Like, for example, mm-hmm. Medai Moody would not be considered a being. Like, what? Mm-hmm. He is considered to be the most powerful aura of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, very lazy attempt. Um, and, I mean, the consequence was that the first meetings of all beings uh, to discuss magical laws, um, like all kinds of creatures were brought to that meeting, um, many by the goblins, and the hall was full of squawking, diracals, moaning augrays, as well as the piercing song of the foopers. No clue. And I looked it up, and I'm... That's where we came up. We should have a new segment on the podcast because often we hear the name of the creatures um, or the beasts maybe in the films and the books once, but I have trouble to remember what they were. Um, and that's why we want kind of want to have a little every um, other episode or every episode. We want to have one description of a beast and learn more about beasts and kind of yeah. refresh our knowledge about them. Um, and I mean, I looked it up what a fooper is and they are beautiful birds with extremely vivid plumage native to Africa. And, um, although the song it sings, uh, sounds lovely to human ears, it can make one insane if listening to it for too long. Now, therefore, few, few foopers, foopers. Uh, or their owners have to perform a silencing charm on a regular basis. And in order to purchase such a bird, the owner must obtain a license and prove that he or she is capable of casting such a spell. 
Why? Because they just they dress drive you crazy. Like it, yeah, they make you insane. There's actually hang on. Let me pull this up here. So there's a, it's um, a beautiful have, bird, and it's got it's real here vivid feathering, yet the song it sings sounds lovely to the human ear. But it drives the listener to insanity. And okay. there's a really funny example if you look it up um in the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them book, and you go to the Fooper uh, entry. There is a little footnote <laughs> that says, "Eric or Eric the the oddball." attempted at one time to prove that Vooper's song was actually beneficial to the health and listened to it for three months on end without a break. Unfortunately, the Wizards Council, to which he reported his findings, were unconvinced as he had arrived at the meeting wearing nothing but a toupee that mm-hmm. on closer inspection proved to be a dead badger. Wow. <laughs> So, yeah. Okay. So he'd lost his marbles a little bit. Right. Okay. <laughs> wow. Anyway, uh, so foopers, calls, augrays, pixies, fairies, trolls, it hags that were in search of children they could eat at uh-huh. the meeting. They all attended that first meeting back then, creating total chaos. Okay, I gotcha. So is it is it? Is it Foopers or Fwoop? Is it Fwoopers? Yeah, probably. It's spelled F W O O P E R. Wow. Fwooper? I don't know. I can't. Fwoopers. Fwooper. I'm just thinking that the next time you see somebody who's just like glazed out, you might just say they've gone foopered. Yeah. (laughs) They're totally foopered. Yep. They're foopered out. Right. Yeah, okay. All right, so, so chaos. I mean, so you've got all these different... Um, well, the pixies were there. For that. that makes a lot of sense. If there's <laughs> chaos. Cornish pixies. Yeah, that's probably <laughs> yep. not easy. Uh, it was not an easy meeting, I'm sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you feel for uh, Professor... Yeah, Lockhart. Me. Yeah, I know. That's my guy. <laughs> he, had a, he had a good relationship with the pixies. I think he did. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, that first meeting or that first failed attempt led to Muldoon's decision to go back to where they were before and exclude just all non-wizard members of the magical community from the wizard's council now is that a solution so basically said so it went from if you can walk on two legs to now um He's None like, of you are a nope, part of the magic. I'm not going to deal with that. That's crazy. I'm too. I don't want to come up with any other. Yeah, definition here. But mm. his successor, Madame Elfrida Clag, okay, would try and redefine the term beings again to include some of the magical creatures. Her new definition was based on whoever could speak the human tongue. So, they held another council meeting, and again, trolls, which have been taught a few words and phrases, would show up and destroy the meeting hall. Well, because they can speak, sweetie. Right. Right? They can speak, so... According to her definition, they were welcome there. And Jarvis raced all over the place, trying to tear people's ankles. Okay. (laughs) A quick reminder of what a Jarvis is... 
uh, Jarvi was capable of human speech, although true conversation with Jarvi was impossible. The creature used short, usually rude statements and phrases in an almost constant stream. Jarvis resemble an overgrown ferret, <laughs> ferret <laughs> in appearance and are commonly found in Great Britain, Ireland, and North America. They lived below ground and their diet consisted of moles, voles, rats, gnomes, and they were particularly good at uh, hunting gnomes and were sometimes employed to denome a garden, although their methods were usually brutal. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> they they can speak the language, but not really to have a conversation. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And then the next thing, there's an interesting part about ghosts. Yeah, because they can speak. Yes, they can speak. They are, I mean, they were human once. Mm-hmm. And they don't they walk, still though. They don't walk. Right. So a large delegation of ghosts attended. Um this time because according to Muldoon's definition before they were not allowed as they glide rather than walk on their feet but they lived in disgust at the council's unashamed emphasis on the needs of the living as opposed to the wishes of the dead do you think that's right sweetie I mean, ghosts have feelings too, right? They I mean, do they are? I think they do. They have fully capable of emotions, and I think they really yeah. hurt. They are in that in-between space. They are with the living, but not really, because they can't experience any of the joy, n- n- none of the joys really of living. I mean, I would say you have a a ghost who is alive and a ghost who is not alive, right? Uh, you can have a ghost who exists and a ghost that doesn't exist. So. Yeah. Uh, the ghost is alive, air quote, even though it's the spirit of uh, a person who has passed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's not fair. No, it's not. They and give us wisdom and counsel. They, they help the kids out at Hogwarts, you <laughs> know? Yes, they do. So they, they have actually a, no- a lot of knowledge because they've been around for a while. A l- I mean, not all of them, <laughs> but well, a lot of them. Te- one of them's their teacher. <laughs> True. <Right? laughs> Professor Benz is over there teaching away yeah it's crazy <laughs> probably forever unless yeah. a better teacher comes around like you well you know i don't <laughs> want to have to i mean you know <laughs> we can work together we can co-teach it uh, you know yeah i mean he probably wouldn't notice if you just pushed him through the wall into another classroom where we he could lecture all day long <laughs> we just would set him up yeah in a in, a, in his own classroom where <laughs> he can just talk as we're talking about uh ghost rights and yeah yeah, I'm just saying, that'd be fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually noted down that they are a minority that should be heard, um, especially as they uh, may have different needs than the living. Mm-hmm. I think then, that especially then, it's important that they have a voice in that council. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, okay, okay. Yeah, and the next part <coughs> just stuck with me as I think it points out that the Centos have quite a close relationship with the Mer people. And they actually stood up for them by refusing to come to the meeting. Although this time they would be invited, right? As they speak the human tongue. Mm-hmm. Uh, why did they not come? Because they protested against the exclusion of the mer people, as they could only speak Murmish while they are above water. I love that. Wow. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think it's really cool. We never really get to see that close relationship it's between the pe- se- uh, sorry centaurs and right. the mer people, but in this book, it's um mentioned quite a bit. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, they're, they're right there. You know, I mean, at least uh, in, in terms of where Hogwarts is at, um, and the for- the Forbidden Forest, and then you got the lake there and everything and yeah. and stuff. And that's cool. I mean, Gan- um, I said Gandalf, Dumbledore, <laughs> maybe Gandalf did too. I don't know. Um, Dumbledore goes down and speaks to the. The mer people, mer yes. People, right? Yep, yeah. I meant I'm, I'm gonna mention that here in a little bit because okay. I was wondering if he worked as a translator at some point because no. he was one of the few that is few people who's mentioned as a trans. Is that a job? I'd, lo- I'd love to, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Bet you the pay is ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> the second attempt is also well, we can call it failed it's a little bit better i guess and not as flat and lazy as the first one um but still not perfect and we learn it's really shocking we learn that not until 1811 remember these early attempts were in the 14th century Mm -hmm. yeah not until 1811 did they truly find a definition that was widely seen as acceptable throughout the magical world that means 400 years in which intelligent creatures were excluded from shaping and governing the magical world uh, they live in due to an insufficient d- definition mm-hmm. just go by. Yeah. And I think that's that's sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, that's kind of crazy that they uh, they couldn't get that together for 400 years. And that's yeah. what I'm saying. You can see how the, like the, the centaurs later on are, are very bitter. Like, yeah, yeah a, little, a little upset about it. So. Yeah. I'm sure the mer people are too. Yeah, uh, but unfortunately, we don't know much about that because they didn't want to know. They didn't want to learn about them. Right. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah. So uh, then, 1811, Grogan Stump, the minister for magic at that time, defined beings as any creatures that have sufficient intelligence to understand the laws of the magical community, and to bear part of the responsibility in shaping those laws. So what they did was they questioned uh, and tested trolls, and it turned Mm -hmm. out they didn't understand a thing. Okay. Ghosts were, again, quite finicky or sensitive with the wording of the definition. They had a problem with the word being, as they clearly are has-beens. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, and fun fact, Stump reacted to that by creating the three divisions in the Department of the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures that still exist today. First, the Beast Division. Second, the Being Division. And third, the Spirit Division. Whoa, that's kind of cool. I think it's really cool. And get I their own division. They do. But I wonder, I was trying to think, okay, so ghosts are then the spirit division. What else would be in the spirit division? And I was wondering if portrait people count as spirits. Yeah, so there's also, um, yeah, possibly. And then I was thinking of, um, oh, what's his name? Seamus mentions a banshee, right? A banshee is a female spirit, uh, uh, you know, in Irish, in, in Irish folklore. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember wailing, that. shrieking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, banshee is a is a type of spirit. So cool. that'd be kind of maybe that's maybe the banshee's got a seat at the table. You know? Yeah. Give him a voice. 
I mean, there's probably still creatures to be discovered that we don't know yet. Mm -hmm. And maybe nude kids are still out there or grandkids or great-grandkids. Yeah, working on the... Or other people. It doesn't have to be just Nude's family, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, so pretty interesting, the three divisions. Uh, then to that meeting, mer people were invited with translators this time. And I said, I wonder if Albus Dumbledore was once the translator for mer people mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. the meetings, you know? Yeah. Well, if they, yeah, they had to find somebody who, who knew how to translate. And so okay. uh, you wonder if, the, if some of the centaurs could... You know, right? They probably understand the yeah. They probably speak Murmish mm-hmm. if they are you know in close relationships with them. And the centaurs actually, they could now well be among the beings as the mermaids were, too. Mm-hmm. But their pride forbade them to share being status with creatures like hags and vampires. Wow! So that means probably hags and vampires are beings and they are part of the council i don't really know much about vampires but it sounded like hags 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 mm-hmm. they <laughs> that the first meeting they were described as running around trying to find children that they could to eat, eat. yeah <laughs> so it makes me wonder yeah. because they excluded later we learned they excluded some intelligent creatures that were unable to um how do they phrase it unable to behave like you know they they have such a strong uh urge to either kill people yeah. or i mean hags seem to eat kids i don't know if they, if they can maybe it's an uncontrollable know. urge yeah you know yeah interesting though right anyway so the centaurs remain classified as beasts but okay. they basically just declared to manage their own affairs apart from wizards and yeah. other beings and a year later, 1812, the Mer people made the same request. So again, we see they're very close, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the ministry was not very happy about their request, but accepted their decision. Uh, and get this. So although a centaur, um, how do you say that word? Liaison. Liaison mm-hmm. office yeah. exists in the beast division of the Department of uh, for the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. No centaur has ever used it. Indeed, being sent to the centaur office has become an in-joke at the department and means that the person in question is shortly to be fired. Wow. <laughs> Wow. I mean, I love those little footnotes that tell you. Wouldn't it be an easy like job, that. though? I mean, working there means like you don't do anything. Oh, right? <laughs> Who works there? I would love to work at that office. What do you do all day? Centaur liaison <laughs> office. I want to be the head of that department. You know? I love it. <laughs> Crazy. I mean, you could broadcast, podcast from there all day long. What if you're like the the head of that office, right? You're the head of the centaur liaison office. Mm-hmm. And for, I mean, just centuries, there's been no traffic, right? right. And then one day, there's a, a great need arises. And yeah. their pride, they have to put their pride aside and they walk mm-hmm. in and that happens to be you. You are the guy in charge and you've been studying up like the manuals, the yes. lore, you know, the laws, you know, whatever. And it's like your moment. I mean, the minister of magic walks down and says, it's up to you. We don't have any dealings with them. This is your division. Can you imagine the sweat that would just be 
pouring off of your brow. Like you would just be, I would be, I would be profusely sweating thinking like, wow, yeah, one shot at this. Yeah. Can't get this wrong. Yeah. That's kind of wild. That would be your hour of truth or hour of, well, I don't know. Yeah, love it. Make glory and fame right there. I mean, write a book be, about it. I want yeah. a fan fiction of uh, the first head of meeting. department. Yeah, being called to urgent matters. Urgent matters with the centaurs. Guarding the centaurs. Yeah. Gosh, love it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Oh yeah, and then there are some extremist extremists. Mm-hmm. Who claimed muggles therefore have to be classified as beasts as well. <laughs> For what reason? Well, they don't really shape the magical world or, you know, we don't tell them about it. Hence, they don't take part in them. Well, because they didn't understand the laws and that kind of they stuff. They are like capable of understanding the laws, I'm sure. And yeah. some muggles know about the laws because they're married or, you know, to, to wizards and witches or have kids who are wizards and witches. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it is clearly a very extremist view. But we see yeah. how difficult such a definition is. Remember, we talked about werewolves at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So they were for many years um, kind of moved back and forth in between being and beast divisions. Right. And now they came up with different offices in each category. So the werewolf support services is in the being division and the werewolf registry and capture unit is in the beast division. Gotcha. So for support, you're you're a being, you're coming in to get support. Yeah. Uh, and if we need to go out and deal with a werewolf, yeah. that is the beast division. Are you so happy you are with that division? Both, you are both a being and a beast. Mm-hmm. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. You're kind of stuck with that status. Yeah. Wow. Well, they didn't answer. So he doesn't say anything if, you know, they're allowed to attend the meetings because they still seem to be kind of outcasts in the wizarding world. Mm -hmm. Because, yeah. yeah, In between. Yeah. Especially those days, probably. I mean, still in the uh, years of Harry Potter and his friends, Remus is still all the te- uh, parents find out that he's a werewolf and mm-hmm. he resigns because he's like, yep, I'm going to be, they, they're going to mar- write letters tomorrow and want me to go. Probably. Right. So, right. Lastly, so they excluded some creatures that were intelligent, um, but some of them could even speak a human language, but they were simply incapable of overcoming their own brut- brutal natures, <laughs> such as, Acromantulas, mm. like Aragog, and I understand why he's not part of the council or the the Ministry of Magic. Okay. <laughs> uh, Manticores, which we see guard the German prison in the Secrets of Dumbledore, and which will attempt to devour any human that goes near them unless you swivel dance the right mm-hmm. way, like yeah, Newton yeah. Theseus in the movie. <laughs> uh, right. But remember, those uh, were only baby manticore so right. the, the fully grown manticore was down at the bottom of the prison with its, it's long huge. scissor tentacles yeah grabbing prisoners or stinging them yeah and also swings uh, the swings we meet her i think movie people don't know about the swings in the wizarding world because it's only swinks? mentioned in the book right the sphinx Sw- oh sphinx Sphinx. <laughs> Don't make fun of oh, me. Oh, I'm not a Sphinx. Sphinx. I thought it was something I had heard of. Sphinx. I'm not Sphinx. making fun. Of. 
<laughs> I would never. Uh, How do you say it? Sphinx. Sphinx. That's tough. That's yeah. Tough. Yeah. Because they will only talk in riddles and puzzles and become violent if given the wrong answer. Yeah. Um. So, you know, earlier you said like hags and and vampires were on. It seems like they it. were granted because right? that's why Centaur said, "Nope, I'm not the same on the same level as a hag or a vampire." Mm-hmm. But yet they would allow the likes of. Uh, well, so okay, let me see here. They're not gonna let Aragog, right? Nope. Because he can't control his own nature. Yeah. But can a vampire? I don't know. That's I mean, my to question. Some degree, I guess <laughs> like a hag seemingly can cannot, uh, but a vampire maybe I guess could. Now, if they're the Cullens, they definitely can. <laughs> you know, I mean, they really can. Yep, true. So we're really pushing mm-hmm. for that uh, Twilight reread, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, we don't really get to know a vampire in the series. Yeah, I feel like they. Uh, the vampires, I feel like they could. They, they, they definitely are part of the vampires. There is beings. one at what mm. the, at the slug club who's there hanging out and so able to control, you know, hopefully has fed before they show up or whatever to such meetings. And Aragog and his, his, his like, you know, I don't know. They, 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 they can control themselves around Hagrid. So. Right. True. Yeah. yeah. That's no. why that's where it's so difficult because we have some examples that can't behave, you know, that can't control their brutal nature. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and some will, if you're just like new, learn how to deal with them and how to, you know, meet them with a friendly smile. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Just, yeah, without any. Yeah, without any hostility. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I get you. Uh, yeah, but the bottom line of all of this is such a definition proves very difficult, calls for constant revision based on new knowledge, I think, and perspectives. And it's shown in the books that the idea of wizards and witches' supremacy is wrong. And, and especially like the Death Eaters and Voldemort, they underestimate the power and intelligence of house elves and goblins and such and even they i mean they are accepted as beings right house elves and goblins mm-hmm. are yeah um but the statues that make up the fountain in the british ministry of magic and how they are arranged speak for themselves i pulled up this part of the description uh when harry first sees the the fountain so halfway down the hall was a fountain a group of golden statues larger larger then life-size stood in the middle of a circular pool. Tallest of them all was a noble-looking wizard, with his wand pointing straight up in the air. Grouped around him were a beautiful witch, a centaur, a goblin, and a house elf. The last three were all looking adoringly up at the witch and wizard. Glittering jets of water were flying from the ends of the two wands. The point of the centaur's arrow, the tip of the goblin's hat, and each of the houses elves here. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's not. It's, I mean, it's the way that it picked them is that they should be looked up to and yeah. Um, yeah, worshipped or whatever in, in kind of a way that they're higher, better. Uh, yeah, and that's not good. That's not good. It's one of those yeah. kind of like a microaggression uh, that you see just in, for in in terms of a statue or, or an artwork or a piece that's been created. Yeah. And it's sort of like, yeah, yeah. I mean, that really, yeah, depicts how how 
a lot of the wizards and witches still see these other creatures, even though they make attempts to include them in decision making and governing the wizarding world. Yeah. And I think that's why <laughs> the um, centaurs and mer people were like, no, we're not. Yeah, they don't want to be. They don't want to have anything <laughs> to do with that. No, the centaurs are are very um, v- very intelligent and. I mean, gosh, we even have one of them come uh, teach at at Hogwarts and stuff. So, yeah, they know a lot about the stars and and prophecy and things to come and and all that kind of stuff. They can read Mm -hmm. stuff in in astrology. Uh, Yeah, they have their own business to kind of handle and stuff. So, and and it's cool that they are they're kind of above and away almost like looking at this as like kind of a joke. People want in on this and they're like, yeah, we're 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 good. Yep. Leave us out of your system. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's really cool. I, I. love reading this and i love getting all the insights or the inside joke about the center office and mm-hmm. all that stuff yeah. um so i'm really excited to, to dive more into magic zoology with you uh, yeah. in the future and i would love to hear you know if you're listening to this and you have your own opinion on this or um, a takeaway from this uh, or you read this and you see something else i would love to hear it so yeah definitely send us a message you can send that to fleur and bill at gmail dot com um yeah just thoughts on on the beast i mean because we're trying to learn more about them and and trying to figure out first you know lottie's done a great kind of a breakdown of just the classification being versus beast versus spirit mm-hmm. uh i'm more into those spirits mm-hmm. actually i think they're pretty <laughs> cool so yeah i don't know that's that's um never never given it much thought uh and it's, it's sort of cool to th- see things from newt's perspective yeah and uh and how he would you know want to start the book off like this yeah yep. I think you would be that uh, that student or teacher even that would just have hour-long conversations with the ghosts. Oh, yeah. Just sit there and talk listen. to the ghosts and listen just, to them, yeah. their what, stories. Hear what they have to say. Yeah. yeah. I'm also that type of guy in a, in a video game, too, when there's like other stories going on. A really good video game will build in some of the characters you walk past. They start telling story and lore. Uh, it's just a random you know person standing there or ghost or whoever it might be. And I like to just let my character sit on the screen and i Id- go idle and just sit and listen and figure out what the lore is you know behind yeah. stuff it's just cool it's pretty neat yeah love it so. <laughs> um all right yeah i think yeah. you had an important question to yeah. you wanted yep. to ask here yeah because when i was uh going through the book uh fantastic beasts and where to find them i asked myself why is one very important creature not in this book sweetie because uh-huh. <laughs> Well, probably because they probably hadn't come up with it yet, to be honest. But yeah, we want to talk more about the chillin. The chillin, yeah, for sure. So, um, I'm just looking real quick as to see when this came out. It was originally published in 2001. Mm-hmm. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, is that right? Yep. Good God, that was a long time ago. So, yeah, definitely at that time, we, we didn't have. Um, that just wasn't the beast which made it. And I'm sure sh- sure there was tons of, of magical creatures and beasts that still aren't listed that could be in the book. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, it's just it's just something fun for fans to kind of go look. And here's a, a smattering of them or whatever. It's not like the end all. I know it's supposed to be it's supposed to be Newt's book, but in the in the wizarding world we think of it as being much more dense and and full of information. So uh, yeah, this is actually an article we have over from uh, MuggleNet. And uh, it kind of talks, this is actually pre-movie, it was written by Dr. Beatrice Groves, uh, who has done a couple things. Let me see here, I believe Beatrice also has a website called HogwartsProfessor.com. 
So if you guys are into that kind of stuff, go check this out. Beatrice Groves, yeah, who did the chillin' in the secrets of Dumbledore question mark. Um, just kind of a breakdown on it. Now, this first starts off with a discussion on the phoenix and how the phoenix mm -hmm. is yep. an important uh, bird, which I thought was pretty cool because there's all this stuff when we were, we were watching the trailers and the film and, and everything you're, you're talking about, um, how the Dumbledores are this family that, that a phoenix will appear to. You know, I didn't know that in, in lore um, or in mythology or whatever that the phoenix or the firebird uh, had some origins back to the Chinese culture actually did exactly. not yeah, yeah i did not realize that and that they believed that there was only one firebird not multiple oh yeah they only, there was only one and it just kind of reappeared and reappeared and it was and it makes more sense when you think about the association to just one emperor right mm -hmm. or one empress or one ruler mm -hmm. and that would be the individual to which you know maybe a firebird would appear or speak with or talk with or um be associated yeah. with or whatever so Maybe that's why they didn't even consider that that there could be another chillin because maybe they thought the same thing mm -hmm. about the chillin as it's you know connected to emperors and yeah them. yeah yeah that there might have just been one or something. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was kind of an interesting thing. So we know in the wizarding world the way that it's been designed and and how it operates in this world is that there's the fantastic uh, as far as like a, a phoenix um, goes, phoenix feathers are in wands. And it seems to be more than one because there was a lot of debate as to whether that was Fox, right? Whether mm -hmm. that was actually uh, Dumbledore's, you know, um, Phoenix bird later on. Who gave the feather for Harry's wand? I no, the um, the one that shows up to Credence. Oh, OK. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we don't debating. know that yet. That mm -hmm. one looks a little bit darker and everything. Mm -hmm. Like, is mm -hmm. it is it just a different reincarnation that shows up to Dumbledore? Does Dumbledore already have Fox? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That type of thing. And then it's like it only shows up, which is interesting. It only shows up when a Dumbledore is dying. Is that what they, is that what Credence kind of said? Like that's why it sh showed yeah, up. Yeah, that's kind of weird that he's right. Because, because how long has Dumbledore <laughs> been dying? Sorry. I mean, technically, you're dying with every second you live. I, yeah. Well, because you're, you know, you're getting older. You're we're also slowly living. dying, which is sad. Well, then I know, but that. Wait a look at it but yeah but then why wasn't it there when he was born you know Probably right you know what i mean true no that stuff makes why why aren't the phoenixes there right away <laughs> um so uh, just kind of a weird mm -hmm. statement i guess you know maybe that's a, 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 yeah. it's a it's a whatever but um yeah so so there's that i also want to mention that the contributor john doe negative cross was a contributor to this article and i guess is studies um some of the I guess lore associated with mm -hmm. with the chillin um it's really good but it it uh a couple things i pulled from it that let's see 22 centuries before the christian era one of the judges of the emperor uh i said emperor jun or jun maybe was in possession of a one-horned goat quote one-horned goat which refused to attack the wrongly accused but would butt the guilty and this is all kind of stuff that's a quote coming from uh, Borg's book of imaginary beings, which is an actual book you can go mm -hmm. look up and you can you can buy. That's pretty um, cool. Which is yeah, which is <laughs> awesome. So and it's it's got some of these imaginary or uh, mytho mythological, I guess I don't know creatures or whatever mm -hmm. that uh, have been detailed in ancient histories and yeah. 
it's kind of cool because there's some evidence for that. It's called a one-horned goat, but the chillin is described as having sort of one fleshy horn, mm. uh, not like a like, not, not like a bony horn, but um, it's like a horn of flesh. They say. So his book also goes on to kind of talk more about them. Says that. Uh, let's see. Yeah, that the phoenix and the chillin have sort of this connection that they're both good and they represent goodness yeah they said the chillin is so gentle that when it walks it is careful not to tread on the tiniest living creature and will not even eat live grass but only what is dead uh it yeah its appearance foretells the birth of an upright ruler so i thought that was kind of sweet right wow yeah yeah uh john one of the contributors to this also wrote down um mentioned here that the phoenix is associated with virtue um, it itself is virtuous. It causes virtue to arise. And when it appears, particularly along with the chillin, uh, then the realm is virtuous. So those two kind of uh, go hand in hand and, and yep. are, are paired up together, right? Um, and so are the rulers. The rulers are also virtuous. So it is the sage of the birds as the, uh, as the chillin is the sage of the four-legged creatures. So I guess as you look at like a sage-like bird, you've got... Um, thunderbird and eagles and different things right other really cool birds but the but the phoenix is sort of the wisest of of them or the more uh virtuous i guess of of the birds and then the chillin would be the same thing for the four-legged creatures the chillin is likewise associated with virtue along uh, along with phoenixes immortals and auspicious trees they frequently appear on ancient tomb walls so that's kind of cool. He talks about some of the uh, dynasty connections there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the scholars hold that the phoenix and the unicorn, uh, unicorn with a, with with like um, in quotes here, yeah, meaning could be also a chillin, because they say that their horns are slightly different. So we think of unicorns as being also really pure and and, right. and innocent and stuff. Yep. But the chillin is a lot like that. Its horn yeah. is very. Di- it's different. Uh, its features are different. But yeah. That's the Chinese mythology part, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Because I think, real quick, in the movie, the chillin, at least the babies, do they have a horn? Because I'm looking at a picture right here. It doesn't look like uh, they actually have a horn. I don't know if that is what, uh, because they're still babies, or I don't remember. If yeah, or maybe it's just to not confuse folks, and they wanted the, the unicorn to be uh, kind of a separate thing. Yeah. Um, and then if they both have horns, they might think that, you know, one one looks like the other or something, mm. so... Uh, yeah, not not exactly sure, but I thought that was kind of neat that there's this, um, yeah, you know, just this this connection yes. to. I loved it. Yeah. So uh, there is, and I, I'm gonna have a, I have a description here for you guys. So John describes the the the, the sort of Chinese uh, chillin, and also also uh, in, in Japanese culture as well. So we'll we'll say just uh, the Asian sort of description of the chillin is that quote the body of a roe deer the tail of an ox, the feet of a horse with round hooves, uh, light brown in color, and with a single horn, not of bone, but of flesh. So that's kind of how they were described mm-hmm. in um, ancient times, I guess. I yeah. Interesting. Chi- in, in Chinese mythology. So. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Who knows if magical creatures like that ever exist? I mean, where do they get the inspiration for that? <laughs> yeah you mean you mean uh, to see some of the mythology yeah yeah right i mean 
Right. That's a great question. I so mean, I did these beings once exist or, or were our realms <laughs> more uh, merged together? I think yeah. that might be what we're talking about here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's pretty cool that they, they take that and, and incorporate that in the magical world. And, and that's... Well, it's it's like dragons. I think about dragons yeah. all the time. There's so many mentions of the, um, you know, the Chinese dragons, right? Mm. Or dragons over in England or just different places. There, uh, so many different cultures have lore uh, with these creatures that yeah. were dragons. Yeah. And I just think that's awesome. But and they were magical and they're more recent in in terms of like they're not. We're not talking like dinosaurs here. We're talking. On, it's it's in a lot of the literature and lore or whatever. Maybe it's just been a magical beast that people have been fascinated by for years and it's stuck around in literature or something you know who knows but i think it's really cool that those things still crop up and we kind of wonder did were they real did did they <laughs> were they actually um interacting with you know humans at one point were they really dragons so yeah. same thing with all these these creatures it's like it's like why why are they on the tombs of the you know right. like an emperor and stuff like that why why was a phoenix depicted in real life someone put the effort into it is it just to them was it always fantasy was it always sort of a a, fix, a fictitious art art yeah. form or something like they, they they took a bird or they took something that they saw and they elaborated on it and made it extra mm. special because it was special for the emperor perhaps mm. um but yeah i don't know, I don't know. and then again w there was the quote like a one-horned goat you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe there was something special about that. And then over time that gets lost and distorted and turned into it was the special creature. Right. But maybe um, it was this. Who knows? Maybe some emperor was having a good laugh and said, uh, all right, well, that we're going to use this this goat to kind of try people. And we'll, we'll see who was actually telling the truth. It's crazy. But. Yeah. Yep. Whatever. Yeah. I would not be. I would not want to be. I don't know. I, I just have to, if I'm having a stare down with a with a one horned goat. I just feel like they're picking me as the guy who did something wrong. I just the way I look. Oh, I why is that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if, if the if if goats and I have a good relationship. You know, <laughs> I don't know if I have strong ties with them. So, I think. Uh, did yeah. you ever go to when you you were, when you were little to a zoo where you could go and pet like goats and yes, yeah, sheep and stuff. In general, animals can sense that like. I'm easy going, lovable, all those different things. But at the same time, they can tell that I'm like, you just stay over there for a hot <laughs> second, okay? Let me just get used to you. And animals are really good at sensing that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know? My mom said that I was attacked by puppies when I was like oh, four or five. Really? Yeah. What? What, what kind like, of mean puppies were they? They were lick attacking me. Oh, okay. They were all over me. <laughs> and I was little. And I didn't know what they were doing, and they you scared were scared, me. yeah. <laughs> I bet you were. You I were got like a kid. You were that kid who walked over to the turtles and like tried to talk to the turtles. Oh yeah, I see. I do like turtles. <laughs> now, not snapping turtles in the water, and also, hey, I have to say, like even for a snapping turtle, that's their realm, not mine. All right, <laughs> I don't know what we're doing in those ponds. Yeah. So let them be. Goodness gracious. True. But anyways, there, no, the whole article is really interesting. There's just there's actually a ton of information on here, mm -hmm. uh, just talking about the connections to various emperors and and when and where they were used and in, in like seen in the 13th century, um, yeah, and how they were kind of used for matters of judging virtue and righteousness and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's that's really where she pulled it from. 
and uh, and and there's a strong correlation between the Firebird or, or from mm-hmm. the Phoenix I love and, that. and the chilling. Yep, that's really it's, cool. It's historical. It's like a historical connection. Yep. So maybe that's why the you know the chilling immediately bound to Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Recognize the Phoenix connection in him. And right. Um, my question is, I can't remember. Nowadays, is the supreme Mugwomp still chosen by a chillin? I doubt it. After that, probably not. I bet they, they saw. Said. Nope, that's t- you can still mess with them. As cruel as it is, but it's still possible, so we can't let right. them. Great of all, definitely decide. used some mm-hmm. powerful magic there, and and sort of um, yeah tainted that whole process you know what was cool is they said that in the rumor requirement there is a i guess there is a chillin um represented on the port key mm. and that port key is specific to go to the ceremony of the walk of the chillin it's an ancient kind of port key that would bring oh. individuals to that pati- that particular spot and that your ticket the tickets that they all had, it said you you, you were granted entry mm-hmm. to the walk of the chillin. That's exactly what was on the ticket. You had to have a ticket, and the port Al- keys got you there. Although they have not planned, like they got rid of the whole chillin thing before, right? That was kind of a, they just wanted to, the, it, it was not the plan to have the walk of the chillin there. They just wanted to choose this time. And then basically just Fogel said, no, we're going to have the walk of the chillin again. No, I think that was the whole point, was that he, um, they were going to choose, right? They were going to have mm-hmm. this ceremony or whatever. Uh, and whether th- whether they just used that spot where they traditionally did the Walk of the Chillin' mm-hmm. or not, I don't really know if that's the case, if they would have announced it from, like, Berlin or somewhere other, some other place. But that was the whole point, is that it was being broadcast right away to everyone that we are going to do the Walk of the Chillin'. This mm-hmm. is something that's unchallengeable. And that's why they chose that location. That's why yeah. I, that's the way I understood it. Um, that was the whole point why they were bringing the actual chill in there. Right. Right. Because they wanted that's the whole reason they had the suitcases yeah. and they take the port key is to get to the walk of the chill in. Yeah. Because they know it's going to happen. You're right. So, yeah, I think I think maybe the wizarding community might not have been might not have known about it weeks in advance or so. I don't know. They, they must have because Dumbledore knows it's happening. So, yeah. Yeah. But. Kind of crazy that they went into that that much detail with the with the chilling. Um, yeah, I do watch. I did watch um, this thing. It's called what's it called? It's like oh, it's it's a pitch meeting. It's a kind of a comedy on the whole thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And they kind of make fun of every film that yeah. comes out just for fun. It's <laughs> it's what they do. And during that, he said, "So what's with the chilling?" He's like, "Well, it's called Fantastic Beast." He's like, "Right, we have to have one." You know, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it was it was kind of funny. Yeah. Um. But no, I think you think that that's pretty neat. If you're gonna make an arc like this, mm. it made sense to use the chillin' a lot. Like now, yeah. it really does make sense that you, Fantastic Beast were, um, very important to a lot of things, much more than we realized, mm-hmm. and they had a mu- they had a, a greater place in the wizarding society and culture yeah. and stuff like that. They were like the chillin' was revered. It was really and the phoenix as well. Like these were creatures that really meant a lot they understood that yeah. the unicorn was uh precious they feared like like dragons and stuff like that you know like they they, mm-hmm. they understood their power and their their magic yeah and so. again a powerful wizard like grindelwald 
used the chillin or like you know another creature because he didn't understand them he wore not at least not to he didn't try to communicate really with them or understand them as what they are he just wanted to use them for his advantage right. and yep. that shows again how you know wizards wiz- uh, wizards and witches in power misused creatures like that and i think it's important that someone like newt tries to mm-hmm. teach yeah. the world about yeah. beasts and beings and especially like the manticores yeah they're we all think they're deadly but he figured out a way how to not really become friends with them but act at least yeah deal with them so they you know show a different side show that they're not always trying to kill you if you do a certain thing mm-hmm. th- maybe that's their way of communicating through i don't know a certain dance we don't know yet right um right. no it's very important that he he does his research and shares it with the world um yeah He's attempting to understand the magical creatures, and and you have to observe them and, and, f- and figure them out. You need time to, to for your understanding to evolve. Yeah. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's pretty cool. So we talked a little bit about the chilling, uh, got in some some uh, beast and being and spirit conversation, and yeah, you know, I think it's pretty cool. So we'll have to uh, come back with maybe you know maybe with more of these because a- as you mentioned some of those, I was like, I have no idea. Right. Who what some of these beasts are or what they you know. Yeah, I have. I just don't even know yep. where she can't. Where I was like, it, it makes a lot more sense now that she didn't just come up with all these on her own. You look actually to mythology and you look to ancient uh, traditions and stuff, and you yeah. find stuff that oh, they had magical creatures. You know, they used and referenced magical creatures, so it's yeah. kind of cool. Yeah, the only thing or the only problem that I have with the chillin in this movie, it's I get where people are like well where does it come from it's never mentioned before it's not even in the book it's not mentioned in any like hogwarts of history book really it's the that's the problem it's a cool idea mm-hmm. which they came up with later yeah so yeah i i almost wish like yeah you could, they they came up with it a little earlier and you could find connections in other parts of the series um so that's why this felt a little mm, like its own little movie with its own story mm-hmm. because you've never heard of the chillin before and it was never discussed in the other movies there was no like lead up to the chillin thing but also on the other hand it's, it's like a cool surprise and a cool like oh no no one could have ever guessed that this is this is going to be a part of the movie and i think it's a really cool creature and um yeah, you I have to you have to kind of have a way. So like uh, Ron in, in the series, whenever he drops information from the Wizarding World, it's like well, what it, when you say, Ron, why didn't you bring this up before? That never came up. It yep, never seemed true. like it was a, yeah. a you know time to, to talk about. We never had an election. Yeah. You know, we never had something like this. This go down. So, uh, and, you know, and we actually did in the Harry Potter series. I mean, we did have uh, different ministers of magic, but they weren't using it on this level. So it's more of an internationally accepted type of uh, ritual or whatever procedure yeah. ceremony. So, yeah. Yep. Anyway, it was fun to talk about it. Yeah. Uh, I really enjoyed today's conversations. And um, I'm also happy that some of you guys reached out to us and left some comments on our YouTube videos and our TikToks. Yeah, and, cool. Um, I want to read one of the comments. It's not really like a theory or anything, but just acknowledge that. Thank you for, <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. commenting uh, on YouTube. 
Dilly Dilly Do. Um, That's a said, great name. <laughs> yeah, it is. Love it. Uh, you commented about the rock cakes, and you were like, what? Dipping rock cakes in tea or coffee? I haven't seen that before. <laughs> it's probably not how you do it, I guess. Mm-hmm. But our raw cakes were really dry, so we kind of had to do that. Um, and then she said that's what brought her to the channel. Um, congrats on your first episode. Oh, wow. Careful with those crumbly rock cakes. My English mom used to make them, and I have to admit, they weren't my favorite cake. Sweetie, would you agree? <laughs> oh, they were awful. <laughs> they were not good. And they're not awful. Uh, I mean, <laughs> they're not something I think we'll have in the future. Let's just say that. Yeah. Yeah. They're and okay. Dilly Dally Do says next you should try a Victoria sponge. Okay. And she says lovely voices, by the way. Thank you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> what, yeah, we'll have to look yeah. up what that is. Yep. Yeah. We have to. Yeah, I, I told her or him. I, I'm sorry. I don't really know. Um, yeah. Can't really tell. But Dilly Dally Do has an... Uh, a YouTube page about journaling, which is pretty cool. Cool. That's really cool. Like, I always think like I should start a journal because it can help you a lot. And even like writing down what you're grateful for every day mm-hmm. is like an awesome habit to have. Yeah. 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 But uh, thank you so much. And then on our TikTok video, let me pull up real quick. I think. By the way, don't forget to follow us over <laughs> at Fleur and Bill. Check out those TikToks. They've been fun. Lottie's been posting quite a few over there. and uh, I'm just having fun with it. They're fun. They're from <laughs> Universal. I think they're actually yeah. cool. Some of them feature me, and I'm surprised at oh. how funny some of them. I'm just, <laughs> I mean, they're not really funny. It's more like you're making me kind of funny, which is cool. You're making me look cooler <laughs> and funnier than I am, which no, is cool. No, that's not. You are cool and funny. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> um, so Lily Scamander. I love the name, by the wow. way. Wow. Lily Scamander uh, commented on... Um, I think one of our earlier episodes about, uh, oh yeah, when we first talked about the new movie and she said she just listened to our new episode of the podcast and wanted to mention something to what Lottie said about how the world perceived Berlin. So she said, keep in mind that all of this took place around 27, 28. Well, this movie is a little bit later. We phone at like 32, 19, mm. 31, 32. But still, yeah. But yeah, this was already during Nazi times uh, as mm. someone from Austria. So she's from Austria. It's pretty cool. Sie versteht mich bestimmt, wenn ich ein bisschen Deutsch spreche. Also, hallo, Lily is commander. I instantly felt this tension. Scenes in Berlin. It felt very strange and it only took me a few days. Uh, to realize where it came from, Grin- Grindelwald or Grindelwald is basically the wizarding pendant to Hitler mm-hmm. during that time. And remember that this is an American movie after all. So as as already said that in the podcast, an American movie will always throw a different shade at European countries or cultures. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's true. And that's... Um, but also... It's the same way the other way around. We Europeans probably, you know, have our own uh, picture of Americans. So, um, and I I get, I get why that is necessary for for the tone or or the the feeling of the movie at that time. And yeah, maybe it looks better now. It was just that little, you know. Well, you want to see it. It's something you want to see. Right. You're hoping it's like cool and awesome and you get to see more of it, you know. And it's just like that one sliver of time, yeah. they're just not going to show you all. Right. It's just like it's meant to be kind of 
not appealing and, and right. Yeah, all yeah. that, which is which is crazy. You know, just a quick aside, quick funny here. Uh, yeah, when I was over in Europe or when I was talking to uh, some friends in Australia, it was so f- the number of times that the the phrase "dumb American" was brought up <laughs> was so fun, like as a joke. As a, and I think that's and they're they're rude. actually well, no, sweetie, they're actually just playing up on the they're I, they're totally kidding, but they were playing up on the idea that like oh Americans or you know whatever. Yeah. And it is a it's a thing. It's like I don't know where it all comes from or, or how it all, you know, starts or whatever. But like, it's like you think of media in your country and then in my country and then just around the world. And they, they do. They, they play up whatever yeah, those they do. stereotypes are or, or whatever, uh, you know, I mean, especially in America, they do it quite a bit. And there's, mm-hmm. you know, we're supposed to be like the big melting pot and everything. But it's so it's and it's again, a lot of them are, are comedy based. But yeah. I definitely didn't feel any, you know, like anyone was trying to. Uh, attack me or whatever they're just no, they're just yeah. this poking fire shouldn't whatever. take like, that too no. serious but but it just was one of those things where you have to i think think about that when you go to another country or mm-hmm. you look at international films or you look at just uh different uh, cultures different ways of life you know yeah. people have grown up with their uh yeah i don't know like like with the yeah with, i guess your own country or culture or whatever your those groups are going to be featured in better light you know what i mean like they're that's that's the lens yeah. at which the audience right that you're targeting is you know different depending on which country you're in exactly you know? it was so, very interesting to, yeah. to take so as an exchange student back in the day i ha- i was um it was mandatory for exchange students to take english and u.s history mm-hmm. and it was very interesting to learn about you know history and we talked about the world war ii um yeah. from an american perspective and it was so different from how that part of history is taught in germany obviously yeah, yeah. it's not like in germany it's not like in germany they all try to see it from a good german perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. but they try it, quite the opposite they try to show right. you like how terrible and how easy someone can manipulate a whole country that's you know suffering from poverty and and so right. they they're trying to point that out to you and the american perspective was just so different yeah and and more and more i think actually we have some teachers that that i work with at the high school who are trying to take um different approaches from other uh countries or just just perspectives Mm -hmm. and think about those things especially when we teach like about our relationship with like native americans and and stuff like that too we've been more kind of um uh, i guess trying to change a lot of the way that we teach that and we, we present that to kids. Yeah. It's really interesting. You know, it's just, it's just sort of like whoever, like the, the big corporate companies that own, like that work mm-hmm. out, that pump out textbooks and stuff like that. There's okay. money behind all that kind of stuff. It's a weird, yeah, it's a weird, crazy uh, system in, in conversation to think about. But then as society makes progress, I feel like that's, those things get sort of um, hopefully are getting more and more corrected and, and we're doing more work in those areas to kind of, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's, so, I mean, but that's a cool comment and that's an interesting, you know, topic to, to think about. And yeah, it, it perfectly ties into today's topic, really. It's just another, a different level. It's not between species, but it's more about between um, countries or, or different cultures, right? But it fits also like the advice of the day, um, which is in accordance with the quote quiz that we heard. Um, that's from what Kingsley Shacklebolt said and the discussion about the beast and beings definition. Um, basically, 
you know, que question and reevaluate your own definition of things and people and living and breathing beings in general from time to time. Um, like ask yourself, where did you learn and pick up the beliefs you have about them and, and how much truth is behind it? Um, because that can really help uncover prejudices and help see people and living beings for what they are, rather for what category they fit in. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it yeah. does. No, I think it's good. That's good advice. And I think it's, yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, just important to think about. Yeah. Yeah, and we need people like Newt who help us, help us with that. Uh, they help us. Oh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yes, that's just my German tongue. Yeah, <laughs> getting yeah tied up. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. No, we do need people like Newt to, to yeah, kind of push us further. You know, that's what he was doing for his time. He was kind of pushing people uh, further, helping their understanding of these creatures and fantastic beasts. So yeah. All right, that is it for this week. Uh, thank you guys all. Again, we read some comments today, and we would love to read more comments and would love to you know read more of your messages, so feel free to send those in or comment on any of our stuff, and we will gladly read it on the show. So thanks for tuning yeah. in to Shell Cottage Radio, 94.7 COZY. Uh, we hope you'll, you'll join us in the future. We do thoroughly enjoy meeting new Potter people that don't behave like babbling, bumbling bands of baboons. Uh, baboons. I always forget you're going to do that. <laughs> Uh, if you don't want to miss the next episode, be sure to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a review and follow us over on social media at Fleur and Bill. Yeah, next time we want to talk about an absolute fan favorite character, Nude Scamander. Uh, we want to learn and share more about his life and person with you. So don't miss out on next week's episode. Thanks for joining Fleur and Bill in their breezy shell cottage today. It's not much, but it's home. <laughs> <laughs>